MS Dhoni is on his way to yet another IPL final, while RCB have pulled an Arsenal again and have faulted yet again. We are only a week away from the T20 World Cup qualifiers as well. All that and more on today's episode of the Crick Block Podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Crick Block Podcast. I can see a big smile on Shabel's face right now. I've just mentioned Arsenal. Um, Shabel, before we talk about Arsenal, just walk me through what you were feeling yesterday, possibly knowing that it was Kohli's last game as RCB captain. You had a go at me straight away. Didn't waste any time. Uh, um, I feel disappointed for RCB today, to be honest. I felt this was a great chance. I know I had concerns about them at the start of the season, and I'll admit that. I said that, you know, ICB, either they'll do very, very well or they'll do very, very poorly. Um, but given the season that they had, uh, Maxwell in arguably career best form, I haven't seen him bat this well, this consistently. Uh, Harshal Patel, Yuzvendra Trahal, Mohamed Siraj, all outstanding. I thought this was a great opportunity for RCB this season. So I'm disappointed for them today and disappointed for their supporters. It's like every season it's, the, you know, the cup is theirs. And then at the end of the season, it's, Okay, the cup will be ours next season. You know, do you, do you think RCB it was RCB's fault or RCB were to blame, or do you think KKR were just too good? A bit of Espe- both, especially of both. Sunil Narayan. Oh, Sunil Narayan was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That's that's the vintage, the absolute vintage Sunil Narayan. So you have to give him credit, but it's it was it was an issue I had with RCB heading into the playoffs, like. The key moments can they can they win those, and can they hold um, hold themselves in good stead in the in the pressure moments? And we received the question this week. I'll touch on it because I think it was a very relevant one um, from Aditya uh, Crick Crazy Eighty. What was the exact turning point in yesterday's match? I felt I thought RCB had a good power play with the bat, and then it was that period just after the power play where KKR came right back into the game really restricted the runs. And I think that's been an issue probably with Virat Kohli's batting in the UAE leg. He hasn't struck well at all against spin. Um, and that came to the fore yesterday as well. When you've got Maxwell in, in career best form, A.B. de Villiers, who yet hasn't, didn't fire in the UAE, that, that was a big problem as well for RCB. But when you've got those two plays to come, I think you can be a little bit more expressive in your stroke play between over 6 to 10 or 6 to 11. I think that's where that's I think a big turning point in the game was, and I don't think RCB were able to really come back from that. And I don't and, know if you feel the same. Yeah, exactly. I think it it wasn't a flashy start. It wasn't a you know a brilliant brilliant start, but it was yeah, a good one. Yeah. It was a solid start. I mean, after five overs, RCB were um, forty nine for no loss, and in Sharjah, that, exactly, that's very good. Exactly, that's a good score. Yeah. And I, I, you know, Virat Kohli was playing his shots. Even Padikal was playing his shots. But um, the after thing that, with Kohli. It's it's that period after the power play. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think the way he played yesterday, it was it was what was needed from him uh, in that situation because I think Sreekar Bharat at number three was having some difficulty scoring and it was yeah. all it was all singles in that second wicket partnership between him and Kohli, and especially after RCB lost uh, Padikal uh, for forty nine in the sixth over, I think in the last over of the power play. Um, it just went up, started going a bit downhill from there. Um, that was the point. You know, yep. Exactly. And especially 
Sunil Narayan then pulled it back. And the second wicket partnership was 20 of 27. Um, so that's that was the key turning point yeah, I'm thinking about. You got Maxwell for the Villiers to come. Maxwell De Villiers to come. And, and, and to be yeah. fair, to be fair to Maxwell and De Villiers, I think they, they still could have really pulled it back in RCB's favor. And it was because when De Villiers came into bat, it was what, 13th over, if I'm correct? That's, um, and that's the sweet spot for De Villiers. Exactly. But he again mm. he got you know he got dismissed in the in the very in the in the 15th over in two overs, but yeah, it wasn't to be yesterday. So that was a question as well we received from Amazing Fanatic, hashtag 45 and 49. You know, do you think RCB did a blunder by keeping AB late in the batting lineup? I don't think so. I think maybe uh which game was it? Was it against Sunrises? They put him in at six. Yep. Or no, no, was it which game? I'm trying to think back. They lost by four. It's a sunrises. They put the Villiers in at six. Um, that was a blunder. But when you, I think he's had success this season batting at five, Maxwell at four. And I think statistically, when the Villiers comes in at the 12th, 13th over, that's when he tees off. And that's when RCB and, do well. Yeah. But it's when he comes in before that 12th over, statistically, Royal Challengers Bangalore the last couple of seasons have really struggled. Yeah. And, and look, I'm, I am going into uh, ifs and buts here, but that second wicket partnership, I think, really hurt RCB. I'm, uh, I'm repeating myself, but um, mm. because they only ended up scoring 20 of like four overs. That four and, and a half overs. That yeah, was a killer. That, 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 that's the turning that point them. for me. But what, I, what, I, what, I, what, me. I, what I was going to say is if that, if that partnership, let's say, would have scored, you know, 45 of, of those four and a half overs, then the then the score just goes right right up and then AB Dulles comes in at not doesn't come in at three for eighty eight but comes in at three for hundred and twenty, mm. you know and then he can tee off but that did not happen and they had to be a little cautious um, in, yeah. in their approach as well especially in Sharjah and it allows KKR as well to sell into the game most importantly I think when you have that period you're allowed to settle back into the game and then all of a sudden you've got a foothold in the game and you can target Maxwell and the Villiers and say, you know, if you guys make a single mistake, you're Absolutely. in trouble kind and, of thing. And also, I think um, probably a question for you as well. It's Sunil Narayan was bowling really well. Do you think uh, Virat Kohli, Glenn Maxwell and A.B. De Villiers could have just, you know, played him out and not just go for the big shots? Because Virat Kohli did go, you know, did go out to Sunil Narayan for a slot sweep and just got bowled. Um A.B. De Villiers tried to just nudge it for, for a single and got That was again. a great delivery to De Villiers. Exactly. So yeah. could, they, could they have just played him out and just... Possibly, yeah, but it depends what you do at the other end. Yeah. And, you know, you're scoring a, what was it, under five and over after that power play in that period to come back to it. I think that was very, very important. They couldn't get away. Um, yeah. So that's that's the thing with ICB. I think they, they had the ingredients this season, given how, given, I think... A concern for me was their middle overs batting mm. and their death bowling. But with Harshal Patel having a record-breaking season for an Indian bowler in IPL, what did he take, 32 wickets? Is that the yep. equal most ever yep, did, of think. any bowler overseas or Indian? Maxwell, I think, his best IPL season and some of his best form ever because Maxwell to perform that consistently that well is so good. Yeah, and, it, and it's a positive sign for Australia going into the Definitely. World Cup. Uh, I think Chahal was outstanding in the UAE leg and Siraj, even though he didn't take the big wickets, he was very reliable too. So RCB had those ingredients. And then you add Coley and De Villiers on top of that. You know what they're capable of. 
You know what this comes back down to? I was tweeting today that loss against Sunrisers, they missed out on top two. That's huge because you come up against a team in the eliminator and one bloke in the other team has a day out like Sonu and Orion did and you're out of the tournament. You know? Hindsight's a beautiful thing, Shabel. Oh, well, people were saying it at the time because they lost that game to Sunrisers. Sunrisers Hyderabad were sitting bottom. They've won, had won two Absolutely. games in the season. It's not hindsight. It's not hindsight. They won. They won two games, and us to be lost. And they, yeah. they had the chance there to go equal with CSK, and then have a chance to go for the top two. Yeah. So, but coming to the second innings, our KKR's batting, um, yeah. they still had a chance. Well, don't get me definitely. Like, you know, RCB still had a chance to go for the win, and but that one over from Daniel Christian against Sunil Narayan, yeah. where he hit, that was where huge. he went for three sixes, really. I want to give kudos to KKR Think Tank for sending Sunil Narayan earlier. Absolutely. That was some brilliant thinking because that was a crucial, critical time of the game. And I think that's what makes Owen Morgan, I think, a very good captain. His batting has been shocking. We know that. But as a captain, alongside Brendan McCullum, I think that's a really good combination because of that exact reason. You talk about that turning point. They could have easily, he could have easily sent himself in, but yep. they knew that if Sanun Oran gets going, a few big hits, it turns the game in uh, their favor. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I agree. I, it, was, it was going to be a hit and yep. miss, and this time it was a hit. So, um, Even if it's a miss, he's not going to yeah. eat up too many deliveries. Here exactly. Sanun exactly. Oran. So it was definitely worth it. But again, real, real credit to Mohamed um, Siraj and Harshil Patel as well, and Yuzvendra Chahal. Um, They've been brilliant. They yeah. tried their hardest and each got a couple of wickets as well. And um, it, it, positive signs for India. Uh, from a from a T20 bowling point of view as well, none Happy of them Chahal. exactly. None of them are going to the World Cup, but come you know in a couple of years' time, they'll be really good in the T20 format as well in in any situation. Yeah, agree. And I, you know, when the Indian squad was announced, I saw Chahal. I know he's had a tough couple of years, but the guy's class I think is permanent, and he was outstanding. So that's what comes back to me. You know, RCB they had the team. I think they had the players in form. I think this was their best sort of season in a while. And I think their best chance to win the title in, in a few years, but wasn't to be. KKR, I just got to give a huge shout out to them. They were, what, second from bottom for the UAE league. And then they come back and now they're in the qualifier to, to play the final. You know, uh, what a turnaround. I mean, I've got a question for you. What do you think has really been, uh, you know, maybe one or two of the core reasons why they've, they've been managed to, you know, they've managed to turn it around so much? Look, so well. I think I think to some extent their 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 opening has been really good. Shubman Gill has turned a new leaf. Um, let's be honest. He did not have the best of tournament no, in the he first was, half. He was averaging what like 18 before yep. the second half started. Yeah. But then they got the fresh new blood in Venkatesh Ayer as well, and those two just clicked at the top, and that really helped KKR and that just trickled down the batting order as well. Agree, because that opening position has been a problem for them. Exactly. And, you know, they have tried a few, few players here and there. They have tried Rahul Tripathi in that opening slot, who has done well as well. They have tried Dinesh Karthik. um, Sunil Narayan. Sunil Narayan, they have tried. So it it was, was, they have full credit to KKR that they have turned this around and they are in with a good chance of going into the finals as well. But they still have to beat Delhi Capitals who are, who only had one bad game, which was against, and I wouldn't even call it a bad game. Chennai were just supreme. Um, it's in that, that batting game. depth of Chennai. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, what a time for MS Tony to fire mm. as well. 
Um, yeah, we'll touch on CSK BC soon. I think also Sonia Narine's form in the UAE leg, bat and ball. Absolutely. Since he was left out of the West Indian squad as well, he's responded in the best way possible. I think Lockie Ferguson has been huge for them too. Like Paddy Cummins didn't go, but I remember telling you in our phase two preview that Paddy Cummins is not there. That's okay. You just slot Lockie Ferguson in, you know, straight away because Lockie Ferguson's the quality bowler and he usually can't get into the side because of the players that they pick from an overseas perspective. But now he's in. I think Shiva Mavi has bowled well. Yep. The yep. last couple of games yep. too. I'll, I'll just he, touch. I'll just touch on one, uh, two points actually. Here is yep. one is from an Australian point of view. There's obviously the positive of um, Glenn Maxwell's form, which is a mm. big, big thing for Australia because if he can do the job in UAE, it will be a big moment for Australia. But also Dan Christian's form is a is a worry. Do you, what, what do you make of it? Definitely, right yeah, it is. I mean. I think, you know, Dan Christian as a finisher and as an, a, a bowler in those conditions, he did take some wickets, but overall it was a tough tournament for him. And I'm disappointed because I think um, Christian has been good in, very good in T20 cricket throughout his career, but very good recently as well, you know, the last year or so. Um, I don't think he made a double-figure scorer at all. And that, that really uh, that's really upsetting because we know what, we's cap- what he's capable of and RCB stuck with him. It's not, you know, it's not common for RCB to stick with a player when he doesn't have a, a good game or two. So, was that was that mainly due to his experience? Do you think they stuck with him because of his experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, as well, you know, they tried him in a few different roles. You know, they put him up at number three there for a little while, and then back at number six. And maybe he did need a few games at number six there just to find his feet in that position, but. And, and I don't think you can. I don't think you can look. He had a bad game, and yeah. he admitted that. And you know, and we talk about the abuse towards his family, yeah. which is absolutely shocking. But he had a tough game, but I, don't, I can't pin it only on him. Yeah, oh, absolutely as well. not. Absolutely not. I think you you lose, you win as a team, you lose as a team in any yeah. team sport. You know. Yeah. Um, yes, there are instances where RCB had many drop catches as well, and that hurt them. Um, yeah, agree with that too. So. But again, the second point I wanted to touch is Varun Chakravarti. You know, it's a brilliant story. What He has had a really great tournament as well, uh, first half and the second half. And he will be going to that T20 World Cup with a lot of confidence in, in, in his mind. And he will be a confident bowler as well. He can do the job in, in the power play if he gets the chance. Um, and he will get a lot he can learn a lot from, from uh, Ashwin and Jadeja's uh, company as well. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. He's one of the key factors as well, why KKR have been solid. You know, even, you know, you talk about the power play, but in those middle overs too, he's tough to get away. Crucial. Absolutely crucial. Shabel, I think you, you touched a bit there earlier on the abuse that Dan Christian oh. got and his family got, but I think obviously you, no one likes abuse and it is. It doesn't have any place in the game. Any sort of abuse doesn't matter what it is. No one goes out there with with an intention to lose. No one goes no. out there with an intention to perform badly. You have. You are cricketers are human. In the end, it takes immense, immense confidence and belief in your ability to go out there and yeah. do do a job in such a high pressure situation. Crowds or no crowds, it's always going to be a high-pressure situation where you're playing in such a esteemed, you know, t- 
tournament and against so many great players you are you are you are going to falter at, at some stage you know we, we are used to virat kohli scoring hundreds he's in scoring hundreds so there's no need to abuse anyone the players are uh, humans not robots yeah um i think that that's the bad thing about social media Mm-hmm. You know, the, the very dangerous aspect of it. But what the good thing about social media is it allows for any average cricket fan to go on there and provide their thoughts, analyze the match, talk about the players in a cricketing sense. Yeah, like we are doing. Like we're doing, you know. Um, whatever people think of uh, our opinions, whatever it is, you keep it respectful. You talk about your cricketing opinion and you try to be as unbiased as possible and all that. But going to physical, to, you know, you know, targeting a player personally. You know, I think you've got to be a pretty low person to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and there's obviously it's, it's a problem. Not only targeting the player the as well, even worse, you target his wife. His pregnant family, wife. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Terrible. And, Terrible. and that's, that's what will deter these players coming back. And you want these players coming back. You want their experience. You want these players involved, not only as a player, but maybe as a coach later on. Like yeah, what, of course. And then the, you know, the, into a, the issue of mental health as well, that becomes very prevalent in situations like this too. You know, it's not easy for players to have to, or their, you know, family members, loved ones having to read that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very upsetting. Uh, yeah. Mm. Moving on to the, it's not the second game, but actually the first game. Um, yeah, the qualifier. Yep, the qualifier won. Delhi Capitals and Chennai Super Kings. W- what do you make of it? Did che- did did you think at the innings break that Delhi have a good score? Yeah, I thought they had a good score, but I thought it's a. I still thought it's like a fifty-fifty because first the due, and then second of all, uh, CSK's batting depth, and I think that came to the fore. Um, you know, watched the first innings. Unfortunately, what time was it when the innings finished? <laughs> It's like, I've got to get to bed. That sucks. But I, I got up, you know, saw the highlights, commentary and caught up on the game. But I felt at that stage, 172 and, and 172 in Delhi didn't quite finish as well as they would have liked. I think he only took eight off the last over and um, Rishabh Pant, he only took eight off the last over and three of them were dots against Shadow Takur. You know, 172 in the end could have been a bit more, but it, but it was still a very good total, especially in a, in a playoff. Yep, I think I think but CSK's depth, man. Yeah, absolutely. CSK's depth. But I think Delhi were in a bit of a pickle there at the at the they halfway were. mark when they, they lost pretty Shaw. You know, the score was yep. four for eighty at after ten point two, and then really, really, real credit to Shimron Hetmyer who you know stuck out there with Rishabh Pant. He's had a good tournament. He, yeah, he, well. he has, and again, Rishabh Pant played a captain's knock with you know scoring at a strike rate of 145, which was which was re- what, what was needed at that stage. And it was really good. Um, bowlers, Delhi bowlers, I think let's touch on the bowlers right now because they did have yeah. a bad game. You know, surprisingly, Tom Curran had a good game. Yeah. Um, you know, every every now and then he'll, he'll put in such sort of performances. But Avish Khan not performing at the, um, you know, at the top, with the ball in the power play really hurt Delhi. It did. It did because they needed a, as strong a start as possible in that power play. Um, didn't quite happen. And then, you know, Robin Utapa was able to get away and Guy Kort was able to hold things together there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Robin Utapa really turned back the clock. And what an um, innings. What he, innings. his innings was really, that surprised really me. good. That was a key innings, actually. I think if he would have got 
you know, gotten dismissed really early, that would have, Chennai would have been in real trouble. Mm. And they were still in quite a bit of trouble there when Ambati Raudu was dismissed. Four for 119, they lost, you know, three very quick wickets there. Yeah. That was an opening for Delhi. Um, but it just made the decision at the end, Tom Curran, for the final over. Well, well you know, he was bowling well, to be, be fair. To exactly. Play. And people said it, oh, it could have been Rabada. It could have been even Ashwin, um, who, you know, he is a smart bowler who could yeah. have been tried. But Tom Curran had, you know, it was his day. It was, it was, it was, well. it was, it was a risk, but it did not pay, pay off for Delhi at that, at that stage. Yeah. 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 Agree. Um, what do you make of Delhi now? Do you think they can bounce back quickly against this KKR team? Um, that, that, that's a big loss, that qualifier game, because you go straight through to the final if you win it. But but now you've got to sort of pick yourself up very quickly. Yep. And I think Delhi have done that, in in my yeah. opinion. Um, they have the capability to do that. They can. They did it last season. I think exactly. they lost the first uh, they have, match. And they they have up. the players who, who were sort of, you know, Forget, forget about the last game. Just move on onto the next game. And Ashwin is a brilliant example. And they have a coach in Ricky Ponting who just I was about is, to say the coach who yep. is focused on what they need to do. And he'll be telling that team that you all you need to do is forget the last game and just work on the next game. I think they can definitely do it. The way we, they have we have seen them perform. I think Awish Khan will have a, have a good game against KKR yeah. in, the ne- in the next qualifier. I think. You know, they need a run from Shikadawan at the top. He hasn't quite been at his best, I feel, in this UAE leg as well. So runs from Shikar at the top if you know Prithvi Shaw can continue on that form that he showed in the in the um in the qualifying sort of I think Delhi need a player there, maybe that top three or four. I think Prithvi Shaw's the player to do that, sort of take the game away from the opposition a little bit. You've got Shikadawan at the other end doing his thing. I think Shreyas Aya has shown glimpses of his best form in the UAE leg, but this is the time to really deliver on that. Yep, absolutely. You've got the likes of Pant and Hetmeyer who can deliver. And I'm not sure if Stoinis will be fit, but he, apparently he's really close. But then that's another issue. Do you throw Stoinis in, in a do-or-die match when he's just coming back from an injury? That's another decision they have to make. On, exactly. You know, CSK, um, I, I wrote in my preview uh, for the match that, you know, they had lost three games in a row, but MS Doan is not going to let that affect either him or the team. I think they'll come out and they would forget all about those three games and they'll come into the playoffs, a brand new competition. How good is it to see uh, MS, MS Dhoni finish like that? That must've been very pleasing for you. Yeah, it was. I think, um, you know, we have all seen what he can do, how hard he can hit, hit the ball. Um, it was absolutely, it was really great. It was just, um, it was a, I wasn't like jumping in my seat, but I was happy, you know, yeah. um, as I, my, the kid inside me was happy just seeing that um is mr cool i I don't don't see him get flustered at all yeah absolutely you know all all these years we have seen he he whatever the situation he doesn't change his there's not a not an single expression on the face Mm. but um it wasn't only it was it wasn't all ms tony rutraj kaikwad and robin uttapa for that second wicket i think that 110 run partnership really proved to be the key and Robin Uttapa at number three, that was a master move. He batted like he used to. Um, you know, I, I immediately remember the 2007 T20 World Cup. He was a really, mm. really great bat, bat for, for India back then. And he again did the job for CSK. 
what are decisions to even play him? Because the, you know, exactly. the calls were growing louder for Suresh Rana to come back into the team. Yeah. Um, but no, they, you know, MS Dhoni, Stephen Fleming, CSK believed in their selection. And, and, and credit to Robin Otapa for delivering on that. Um, you know, it's not Absolutely. easy to just, it's not easy to come in and just do the job straight away. I think, I think in an environment like CSK, you feel very confident in your ability. Yeah, absolutely. Because even if even if the captain or coach, whoever tells you that, okay, I believe in you, but if the player doesn't believe in himself and his ability to do the job, he still can't do yeah. it. So real, yeah. real credit to Robin Uttapa there. Absolutely. But to be able to express yourself and, and be around people who are calm and not sort of flustering you, I think is very, very important. Um, before we go on to... Um, you know, because you touched on Arsenal in the introduction, <laughs> I will touch. I'm, I will touch on Mumbai Indians, but but in terms of the uh, in terms of the, um, the the remainder of the season, how do you see it going? You know, CSK favourites for you from here, or yes, you know, yeah, I have, to, I have to admit yeah. that um, CSK will be the favourites going into the final. Who, who yeah. doesn't matter who it is, KKR. I agree or with you on C, that. Um, you know, Delhi. I think my. Even my support will be CSK as well because time and again we have seen Chip Saddam, they'll still do the job. Yeah, yeah. Personally, for me, I'd love to see Delhi do well because it'd be nice to see a new champion. But for CSK, how, you know, I'm a big admirer of MS Dhoni in the, in the sense that, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy who doesn't panic and says, yeah. trust in me. After last season, I had a bad season, but he said he'll they'll be back and they're back in a big way. And I think... Um, Massive credit to Dhoni, massive credit to CSK. They've been very clear on their roles this season. And I agree with you. They're, they definitely start as favourites no matter who they play. Um, but I think that that second qualifier will be very fascinating as well. That one can go either way. Very much so. So, yeah, on, on to Mumbai Indians before we move on to Australia India. Um, that must have hurt you, seeing uh, Mumbai Indians perform so well in the last two games. But it was too late. Yeah, it was too late. I mean, I mean, people were just making these memes and of Mumbai scoring 350 and getting them out for like 50. I mean, it was never going to happen. Um, however, having, having said that, when Mumbai did score 230 in the last game, 235, I, there was still a little kid in me who, did think, who thought that Maybe still, you know, maybe we we do have a good bowling attack. Let's not forget that we have Bumrah, we have bowl, we do have a good bowling attack. So maybe there is a chance if we bowl them out under sixty, and it has happened. You know, RCB have have been bowled out for forty nine. So <laughs> yeah, it's happened. So it can happen, but it was it wasn't meant to be this time around. And um, again, the this this team will be you know will just uh, go there separate different ways in the mega auction maybe but i think mm-hmm. the management has to try their best to keep this the core group together which is you know roy roy charma bumra polar um you know bold these these players just stick stick them together and i think they'll keep doing the job time and again in, in the next few seasons as well yeah and i think they've got no business mumbai indians to not be uh still in the ipo at this stage they've got too good a team you know, it, we were waiting. I was waiting the whole season. When is this team really going to click? Because I know they, they came into the second leg. They were fourth, yeah? Yeah. But they still weren't convincing for me. They, they yeah. won two games in the first leg of the campaign. 
there were two games I remember they weren't supposed to win. It was against KKR. They came back and they won by 10 runs when KKR looked like they were going to win easy. And then you remember that game against CSK when Pollard went crazy. So even then, sitting in fourth, they were in a bit of a precarious position. They needed to start UAE leg very well. They didn't. They treated it like a new season. They started slowly and they wasn't enough time or, um, you know, or net run rate to catch up in the end. So yeah. now on to Australia-India. Um, it finished 11-5, the series scoreline, but I, I reckon it was a lot closer than that. Some positive signs for India for you? Absolutely. Um, the way, especially Smoothie Mandana's mm. form, um, Very good. It's, it's, a re- it's a real positive. As going into that 2022 World Cup as well, it, it, it will be really, really handy if she can perform at the top of the game. And uh, again, we have seen Jemima Rodriguez grow as not only as a cricketer, but as a leader as well. I think she and Shefali Varma, I, I can't even imagine the absolute carnage those two will do in, in, in four years' time when they are fully matured into experienced cricketers and their mind is fully matured with confidence and with experience. I think it, it will be absolutely brilliant. Um, although from an Australian point of view, Talia McGrath, real, really positive signs there. Oh, yeah. She's a proper player. Like, to come in and have that finishing ability, she fills in with wonderful overs as well with the ball. Looks not only can hit the runs with the bat or score a decent pass, but she uh, has a bit of style about her as well. Very technically correct. So, what a fantastic player to have. And, and again, then, you know, that's... That, sort of one of the few good all-rounders we've got coming through well below their best in this series, if I'm being honest with you. Um, The form of Meg Lanning, not her usual self. Elisa Healy, not her usual self. Uh, Elise Perry, still finding her best form. So it was great to see players coming in down the order. I think that's what has been so good about the Australia side is players deliver, different players deliver at, at times of need. You've got a number of players. What makes Australia so successful is that they've got a, a number of players, no matter where they play, that they can deliver and contribute. Absolutely. Natalia McGrath yeah. is the latest. Yep. And India will feel that they could have won that first game. They were in really, really great position in that first game where they were 131 for four of 15 yeah, overs. Yeah, the, the rain hurt. And, and the rain and really did hurt them. Hurt them in the test match as well. The rain didn't come at good times for India in this series, unfortunately for them. But but that's not what India, I think, need to focus on. India need to focus on keeping their cool in the crunch moments. Mm. You know, that you look back at that second ODI, look back at the second T20. They could have easily won those two games. Absolutely. They did so well to get into positions of strength. But some questionable field positioning, questionable fielding again, uh, and questionable decision-making bowling, the paces uh, at the death in that second T20, maybe instead of the spinners. Australia were really struggling to get the spinners away. So I think instead of the rain, you know, that hurt. And I think India can take a lot of positives. And now a number of their players are going to play in the WBBL starting in a couple of days. That's huge as well. But it's just having that, um, that sense of calmness and composure. Very crucial in the, in the back end of, uh, of matches to finish it off. Yeah, and I think you touched on the Big Bash. I think eight, eight of the Indian players are playing in, in the Big so Bash. With Poonam Yadav recently signed for the Brisbane Heats under Jess Jonathan. So 
that, that, that'll be really you know huge and really that good helps, experience that helps everybody for the, for the ladies, not only the yeah. Indian players but the the Australian players in the squad the young Australian players to be able to mix it with these seasoned international players you've got players from South Africa West Indies um, Atapatu from Sri Lanka I think is a fantastic player I think that's why the women's IPL is such a need of the hour right now where these players have have been lacking behind the English and the Australian players there is talent there is skill they all they need is that crucial match experience on how to how to handle that pressure in crunch situations big bash has given that to the to the australian players and that's what the indian players need desperately right now we have seen them do really well with the with the bat and the ball but they have lost out on crucial pressure situations in in england um, in australia and that's why the women's IPL is such a need of the hour right now. Agree with you on that. And when you talk about, you know, players from different countries mixing it with each other, mixing ideas with each other in um, in franchise leagues, but it's also facing different skill sets. Like imagine an Australian player facing Ashwin at training or training with Ashwin. You don't, you don't face spinners like Ashwin in Australia. So to be able to face that and get that experience and learn how to play spin of that quality, whether it's white ball or the red ball, it's huge because Ashwin's got such great skill when the ball's in the air, no matter the color of the ball. So to learn that is so good as well. Yep. So I agree with you. That's, that's uh, and good for a that's, perspective. Th- that's the exact thing. Like um, mm. imagine someone like Shafali Verma playing, practicing in the nets against someone like Megan Shute. You know, just imagine what that will do for Shafali's confidence growing up. She's a 17-year-old playing against, you know, practicing in the nets against someone like Megan Shute. Um, who is master of swing, as we can, as we know. Just imagine when she keeps doing that over and over again in the nets, and just takes that to the takes that confidence in out in the middle on on match days. I think it, you know, they would these players won't be intimidated anymore. Hundred percent agree with that. Does a world of good for their uh, for their confidence and their game. You know, when you're up against the best, you're going to improve. Onto the ashes. There's been a bit of banter going around by the Barmy Army. Um, I like banter. Um, uh, yeah, I like banter. Cap- I, what I don't like is stupid comparisons. But it's got to. It's got to be good. It's got. It's got to be good. It's got to be good banter. I don't. But look, they just probably hang in the bait out there and, and seeing who catches it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of thing and Joe Root. I think what you do though in a in a banter situation when you compare Joe Root with a batsman who bats at number seven, and then Joe Root is not even in the same league as the player that bats in the same position, um, you know, in an Ashes perspective. I think Joe Root this year has been fantastic, but when you compare the Ashes numbers between he and his fellow number four player from the opposition team, you leave yourself very open <laughs> to banter in the opposite direction. From, from England's point of view, I think they only have Joe Root to hold on to right now, um, isn't it? Because... They are they are clutching at yeah. straws at the moment. The Bami Army with these sort of comparisons. When you when you compare Juru to Tim Payne, you sort of you're comparing apples and oranges out there. Really, Juru is supposed to have those numbers. You know, he if he isn't having those numbers, then it's a worry. He's supposed to have yeah. those numbers. It's it's think, not that yeah. he's doing something extraordinary. Yes, he is this year, but Tim Payne, number seven, a wicketkeeper lost best years of his career due to an injury, you know, finger sh- just in shreds. Mm. You can't really compare. If you start start comparing 
Apple I think what it is, it's just, it's just, I don't necessarily know the Barmy Army comparing them as players. It's just more just trying to get a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> they've got it. They've got reactions. And that's what, even from Tim Payne himself. You know, I, if I were Tim Payne, the answer I would have given was, you know, why are you talking about me? They should be comparing Joe Root with Steve Smith. Oh, wait, sorry, you can't. Yeah. You yeah. know, Joe Root's there standing at slip watching Steve Smith bat, trying to figure out how to get him out. That's the sort of thing you, you respond yep. with. I thought Tim Payne's answer was, I've got, what, 1,600 more runs more than the Army. You could have answered better than that, I felt. Yeah. <laughs> could yeah. have answered better than that. But that's okay. Hopefully the Australians um, this year, you know, retain those ashes, you know, onto England's squad. You know, what do you make of it? Um, missing Stokes and uh, Archer will be, will be, will be a worry Huge. to some extent. Um, but they have a good bowling attack. Let's to let's be honest. Extent. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, uh, what I'm what, what I'm saying is they still have got a good bowling attack. From I'm going to challenge you on that. They've got a good bowling attack for England conditions. Do you think this core or this bowling group can perform with the Kookaburra? outside of that pink ball test, take 20 wickets regularly on the Australian pitches? Well, I think taking a step back... Keeping in mind, Anderson, Broad and Wokes. Yeah. Anderson, okay. Broad and Wokes have largely struggled in Australia. Now they're going to rely on them. Mark Wood is not going to play the five tests. Ollie Robinson has not played a test overseas. Yeah. And, and they are missing Ollie Stone as well. So... Mm. Um, Taking a step back, when I say they still have a good bowling attack, what I mean is they have a bowling attack which can give a good competition to Australia if they have learned from their past mistakes. They, you know, Broad and Anderson are to let that it doesn't change the fact that they are two stalwarts of England cricket. Um, both have almost, you know, Anderson has 600 wickets. Broad has almost 600 wickets. So they, I think they will be a good, they will be a good bowling attack provided they have learned from their past mistakes and provided they have learned from the India tour in particular. What India did was just tire out from, from a batting perspective, just tire out those Aussie bowlers. But from a bowling perspective, just, they just stuck to their plans. They did not give away anything to the Aussie batters. Uh, yes, Steve Smith and Manus did score runs, but those are go- those two are going to score runs come what may anywhere in the world against any bowling attack. It's going to be key, isn't it? They've got to bowl well here in Australia and they've got to find ways to take wickets because you look at Smith and Manus, of course, they're the two linchpins for Australia, but I, I wouldn't count out David Warner at home. I know maybe he's not in the form or sort of the same pedigree he did have a few years ago, but... Oh, he's a fast. He he's he's a home bully. He will do it. I don't. I don't he have. Is. I don't have any doubt whatsoever. That's why I'm saying this. Ashes is in Australia. Yeah. So you know, um, I expect David Warner to be in some runs because of the home conditions. This is not yep. England. This is Australia. And I agree with you. He's a home bully when it comes to Test cricket. That's fact. I was talking last week on a podcast, and I was asked the question. You know, if England are to win the Ashes, you know. And we look back on it, what would we be saying about their series? And I'd say they were able to take 20 wickets regularly. I think, of course, Joe Root has to be in the runs and he needs others like Rory Burns, Hasib Hamid and Co. 
Besto, but like they've got a support route with the bat. They need to get runs on the ball. But I think England's real problem over the last decade here in Australia, they have not been able to take 20 wickets regularly in test matches. And, um, you know, remember the last Ashes, Mitchell Marsh scored uh, centuries in each of the last two test matches. England looked toothless in a 4-0 series defeat. So that's going to be the key for England now. What's going to be different this time with the ball? Yeah, and that's yep. the question we're going to have to see answered in this. I, I was just laughing at the fact that Mitchell Marsh has scored hundreds, um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it has happened. I agree with you. Um, all I'm saying is, I'm hoping England have learned from their past mistakes in Australia, and Anderson and Broad will have to do the heavy lifting. And we have seen that even Oliver Robinson has the potential. You know, hopefully they have learned from what India did. Um, on the on the last tour and even in 2018 they tied down the Aussie batters and they you know they pressured them into playing rash shots um, batters like Travis Head it, 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 it's going to be it's going to be interesting who Australia picks as 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 those top six we almost know that three are three are pretty confirmed that that's David Warner uh, Steve Smith and Manus it will be really interesting to see if Will Pukowski is fit. Cameron so, Green will be at six. Yeah, he's Cameron, confirmed too. Um, it'll be really interesting to see who opens with Warner, though. Yeah, my probably best bet would be Pukowski. Um, I would love to see Usman Kawaja back in the side too yep. uh, as an opener, if they don't go with Pukowski for any reason. Uh, do, you any, do you see any new players coming in, though? Someone like I a Bryce, Bryce Street? Not yet. Um, yeah. No, no. Bryce Street, I really like him. Uh, very impressed with him. And I think he's a traditional red ball player, but I'd love to give him more time in the in the shield. I think it'd be t- too early to throw him in yet, especially when you've got Pukowski there and you've got Kawaja there as an option too. The number five slot will be interesting. Travis has made a good start to the season, but again, flat pitches. Yeah. Just have to wait and see. Have to wait and see what happens there. So Nash, um, thanks, mate, for your time tonight. Thanks to our listeners, to those sending questions for us. Um, interesting, you know, phase of IPL to come and then onto the T20 World Cup. So we can't wait to review that. Um, and then, you know, WBBL kicks off as well. So plenty of cricket to look forward to and looking forward to talking all about it. Thanks, Nash. Thank you. Thank you, Shabbat.